Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. To another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 425, and the 2023 Game Award nominations have been released. And that means we're going to play our annual betting game. And guess what? This time you can play too. Yay! But, but before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm excellent. Joelle, what's up? Hello, hello. You know, I got my heated blankie on while I'm recorded this, so I'm all snuggled in. I'm ready to go. You're all cozy. I love I it. Am. And we've got a special guest joining us this week. Marcel D is joining us. Marcel, thanks for coming to hang out. Hey, I am I am very honored to be on here, so thank you so much for having me. I love I'm ready to cozy vibes. I like the heated blanket idea. I should... You mark that one down. <laughs> and I, I know we do an audio podcast. We have our cameras on. Are you wearing the Wholesome Games t-shirt? I am. I have some friends <gasps> that work for them as well. So this was like Yay! their uh, from their last game show. They had like a little charity event going on. So you know, I, I try to support as much as possible. So yeah, we've been loving what they've been doing. I remember when they first announced that they were doing a showcase, and I was like, yes. And now it's like. The reason I stick around for that Summer Game Fest E3 season is because that is my showcase. Everything I want to play Absolutely. is usually in there. <laughs> They've been very consistent with their showcases, and they came up with a lot of great games that like you just end up playing for a, a very long time, actually. so mm-hmm. Totally. Let's get into some housekeeping before the crew check in. I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're all available on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. All right, time for the crew check-in. And of course, I want to know lots about Marcel and all the things he does in his Twitch channel. I mean, you just teased a little bit of that since you say you're working with and have worked with uh, Wholesome Games. But oh, what is it you do, Marcel? I'm still trying to figure that out myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've been streaming on Twitch since 2015. I'm a variety streamer. I also do a lot of charity streams. I raised over uh, $6,000 uh, USD, which is like a million dollars Canadian uh, for uh, St. Jude and like Extra Life and, um, and mental health as well. Um, I, also, um, I also run the meetups here in Toronto for Twitch on top of that. So we've been doing that for seven years, just making sure people can network and the CEO of came on the last event we're not doing any more this year but we're looking forward to do some more next year which all of you are invited to by the way if you listen to that's a free event as well we try to make it like a mini convention because it's not too many gaming conventions that happen here in uh in toronto so uh we just like we like to display different developers like indie developers around the city and we network with people and get different brands and just give them like a little taste to you know if you ever end up to end up going to a pax east or or at TwitchCon yourself, um, you get like a little taste of what what's out there in the world. And on top of that, I also run a website called a Gaming Network. I can't believe that name was available. It's a, a it's crazy. Um, which we actually just kind of display and elevate like Canadian uh, 
Canadian like indie studios and be like like, we call it the CRT of of gaming news because like it's like ninety five percent of of Canadian news and like five percent like everything else like oh the Mario and Spider Man and stuff like that so Mm. (laughs) that's great because yeah like you mentioned there isn't a lot of events here there needs to be more representation uh for canadian content and i think we there's so much made here right like yeah, so many everything. games made here absolutely I was just, like vemba was just like yeah mentioned, sea of stars but yeah. like a lot like the big like the big ones too like bioware like there's so many like great studios out here and like we should like it, it's i feel like <laughs> the other day i was like it was it's the uh, like hockey, like a lot of Canadians are waiting for American teams, not realizing it's all these Canadians like making all these studios in the states like mm-hmm. elevate as well, you know. So, yeah, I was actually uh, you know perusing through Twitter before we started for the podcast and was seeing some people like look at the jurors, so the people who picked the nominees for the Game Awards, and uh, there's not a lot of ver- uh, of Canadian outlets listed. I think there. it was like. Four like CBC like. and like <laughs> Journal de Montréal. At least they yep. got a French representation in there. Mm-hmm. Um, CGM, I think, was there. Yeah. And then, and then Screen Rant. the fourth? Screen Rant. Which I didn't Screen know they were in Canadian? Canadian. Yeah, I didn't know they were Canadian either. So. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah. like the, okay, cool. All right. Uh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. We need yeah. we need a little bit more, especially from the guy who li- like you know who's born just down the road from I me. Know. You know, so like... <laughs> that's so true, so true. So, yeah. um, on Twitch, what what do people usually tune in to see you playing? Oh my gosh, like they like honestly they they get entertained in some way. I don't know how for the last like like since 2015, but I just and I, I play a lot of variety of games, but I'm mm-hmm. always like I guess. They just find how entertaining I am with with how the gameplay is. Like, if it's supposed to be a scary game, I don't really take it as a scary game. I, I find it more comedic in a way because I think I'm just I'm not immune to like like scary games do nothing to me. Like, oh, jump scare is gonna come. I'll call it out sometimes, or mm. I'll just like my driving skill. I drive perfectly in real life, but apparently in game in car games, my driving is ten times worse. I don't they know how that. Oh, I'm with you there. It doesn't. I'm it doesn't. with you there. It never translates. I need to feel the car. Games. I need to feel the car, and then I'm like, people are like. <laughs> Oh, you're all over the road. I'm like, I'm driving with two sticks. I don't do this in real life. Like, I have yeah. an actual wheel. I know how to drive. Okay, so. <laughs> well, even in Mike's, uh, Mike has a sim kit out there, and he plays F1, and I've tried it. And, no, I'm yeah. not good at that either. But I think that's a different art. No, <laughs> absolutely. And, like, and honestly, I, I come to the point where I'm like, you know what? It's free gas. I don't pay the insurance. Let me just drive recklessly. I don't care. Anymore. I don't care anymore. You know, to <laughs> wreck it. If I, yeah, I want to get to the next point as fast as possible. Like, who cares? How I got there. What do you yeah, mean? I may have There's hit a person eight, there. eight or ten pedestrians on the way, but that's okay. <laughs> I got to my next destination. Oh, great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for coming to hang out with us. Yeah, Much appreciated. You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Catherine, what have you been up to this week? Mm. It's starting what? to get a bit blurry. <laughs> uh, did I see a picture of a finished tattoo? Maybe. Right, I left my house. <laughs> <laughs> I finally did it. I left my house. Uh, yeah, I did. I went for my final tattoo appointment for my arm piece. It was about two hours. Um, I managed to take the metro walk there 
Mind you, the tattoo parlor is like right near, like across the street from Mont Royal Station. So I just kind of like got out, jumped into a bubble tea place, got a bubble tea, and then went up to my appointment. And I just chilled. What's 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 your bubble tea flavor of choice? I got I'm I like I actually like right now I like the classic milk tea. Oh okay, all right. All right. I'm I, a taro fan, so that's that's my flavor. Oh, taro's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, I do like the fruity flavors. It's just I find that a lot of the places that are like commercial, like bubble tea, like powders and whatnot, they they're too sweet. Um, yeah. So the place I went was legit in the sense that when I asked for the milk tea, she asked like how much milk I want and if I wanted sugar. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> if they don't ask you for the percentage, you're at the end of the wrong place. You know? Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> like even Tim Horton asks you how much sugar you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did that and that's, I think that's pretty much it. Um, saw my physiotherapist. Things are going great. Um, starting to walk. I'm actually going, we're recording this on Monday. I'm actually going into the office tomorrow, Tuesday. Nice. Um, cause I'm going in for an in-person thing. Um, they asked for volunteer. I was like, well, I need a reason to leave the house at least once a week. So, um, and I also have a doctor's appointment as a follow-up for my back at a clinic that's near uh, work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll just do it like, um, one day. And then uh, we'll see how that goes because I'm still like, I'm still allowed to fully work from home until December. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll see how that goes. And um, I was thinking that I would do once a week in November to slowly like leave the house and things like that. It's just like, I still need, we were talking about heating blankets. I have a heating pad for my back. Uh, I still need to do a lot of stretches, exercises. So I don't feel like, being in the office three days a week like I was before would be mm. the best right now. Um, mm. But I do need to move more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been walking. I've been doing at home, small at home exercises, things like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that when I go see the doctors, the news is good. Um, that it's actually like healing normally. Is your numbness gone now? Not completely. Okay. Not completely. The The one that's sticking around the longest is on the thigh, the outside of the thigh. Hmm. Hey, I have a numb spot on my thigh, too. Like, every so often, it just goes funny, and I just figure I'm like, I was told it was because I was wearing too tight pants. Like, if you're wearing, like, yoga pants too much, and it, like, pinches on the nerve there or something. Oh. Yeah. It, it could be, because depending on where your numbness is and your symptoms are, they can yeah. determine which of your vertebrae is causing the problem because it's every, every vertebrae has a section of your nerve. Mm. So lumbar, like the lower back is sciatic. So it's in the legs. Mm. So for me, because it was like the side of the thigh going into the side of the foot and into Mm. like the little toe, they were like, Oh, it's between L5 and S1. That's crazy. That's Mm. just the very, very bottom vertebrae. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They've got it figured out like that. Exactly. That accurate. it's quite I, haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't had an MRI or anything to confirm it. That's why I'm going to the doctors, actually. So okay. To see if you can get one, or they're debating whether or not to give you one. The physiotherapist says I should get one. Okay. He thinks I need that and a test to make sure the nerve is, isn't damaged. Mm. I am not into taking tests. I, don't, I hate any kind of medical things, so 
I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna like, do you think I need it? If they say no, I'm not gonna push it. Because, like, uh, I'm not going to go to a hospital and sit in a metal tube mm. for, like, well, umpteen if I don't need to. Like, so, uh, per your health care, does it cover one? Because that would be a factor for sure in my decision making because they're if, real expensive. <laughs> if I go the public route, like, if I go to, like, a hospital and yeah. go through whatever the rigmarole to go to the public system, it's covered, yes. Okay, if, wow. If I have a doctor says this bitch needs an MRI, yeah. the public system will be bet, but there's wow. a line. Yeah. Well, wait. yeah, but still, yeah. wow. Ugh. And I make it sound like it's, like, fucking dystopian up here. It's not. It's just, I know, I know, but just either way, like, that's... But anyway. it's, like, I'm sure, like, <laughs> if I were to go to a private MRI clinic in Montreal, it would be cheaper than going to any MRI clinic in the States, Mm-hmm. Um, and your insurance probably covers a percentage of it. I'm not sure, but I, I'm, I'm not at the point where I think like I'm not desperate. I'm not in pain anymore. Like I still have mobility issues. Mm-hmm. Like my leg won't bend certain way. My back won't bend certain way because I still have a lot of tension on my nerve. But I'm not in pain. Mm. Um, and you're getting better too. Like it's not like I you're not a- seeing any results. You're getting better every week. I feel like you're you're. Your yeah. energy is back too. Yeah, I've yeah. So I'm I'm more interested in the test to make sure that there's no permanent damage to my nerve mm. than I am in an MRI to be like, hey, you got a bulge on right there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. When you poke at it, like when every time a physio poked at like that area of my back, I wanted to die. Like I know it's there. Thank you. But it's like I just want to make sure that yeah, everything mm. healing fine because we're not getting any young. No, no, um, we're just getting older. Yeah, so yeah, that's uh, that that's that's my story. So I don't, yeah, I don't think I did much this weekend. I did get a lot of like gaming in. Good, and we're gonna nice. talk about that in a bit. I love that, Joelle. What have you been up to? Ooh, so I had dinner and a pedicure, little ladies' night with a friend, which was nice. really nice to um to see her and. It was kind of funny because she she has two kids and she um, is able to be a stay at home full time mom. And uh, she was like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, no, no. What do you want to do? Because I get to do what I want most of the time. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) what do you want? What sounds great to you? And so she was like, I just really want to get a pedicure. So uh, so that was fun. And uh, we got to hang out and have some girl time. And then on uh the 11th um veterans day and uh, anyway just also wanted to recognize if anyone listens uh serves i just want to thank you for your service i uh um don't love war conflict but i do recognize that it's a big sacrifice for folks that did it so thank you so much for your uh time and sacrifice um but i did see the new uh marvel movie the marvels the marvels Ooh, how and was it i really liked it i Good. thought they did a really fantastic job. Uh, th- the movie had a lot to, it had a lot of uh, tasks it had to complete, right? It had to mm. kind of zip up some storylines uh, that were still kind of hanging loose out there. It had to uh, tie in two TV shows, like two different characters from two different TV shows. And then it also had to set up uh, the uh, part of the next phase uh, for the MCU 
And I thought it did it all quite well with a lot of humor and quirkiness, uh, lighthearted um, moments. It didn't take itself too seriously, kind of in the vein of like Thor Ragnarok in the sense where the stuff that happens, it was just kind of silly, stupid stuff. Mm. And you just kind of rolled with it. Like you just rolled with it. And I thought it did a great job for an hour and a half. It was also fairly uh, short. That is kind of short for a Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Uh, and it also had a fantastic, um, there was no end credit scene. There was a mid credit scene. Um, and that was so great. So that that was very exciting. Um, and it was also very sweet uh, because the uh, character of Miss Marvel, you know, she's played by, um, a, a teenager. So it was sweet to see uh, a lot of teenage girls in the audience and some of them like went just with their dads. Um, so I thought that was really kind of fun that there's different generations that are coming up and they were very excited about the movie and you, they, <laughs> their comments were really funny <laughs> watching it. So that was just really fun and, and, uh, and, and really sweet. And, and by tradition of seeing Marvel movies on opening weekends, continues um i've seen all of them except for two so wow I'm, there's a lot of movies i know yeah. <laughs> especially the last like 12 years or something yeah. like. i know the last i know part of me was like i feel like i have to now i can't like stop mm. <laughs> i must keep up the tradition um so what which two that you didn't see then i'm now i'm curious i didn't see- for me it was, it was dark world i didn't i missed that one that that's the one I missed as well. Okay, I um, feel like everyone skipped that one. They're like, I'm not watching this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when we did our when we did our like watch through, Mike and I over COVID, we watched a four minute recap of what happened. In their <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we don't need to watch that yeah. one. <laughs> we don't need to watch this. We can skip this. Yeah. What happens? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was the other one, Joel? Uh, Morbius. I didn't see that one in theaters. Oh, so. that one counts though. Does that one count? Does it not count? I don't know. Oh, it might oh, not count. I, I mean, it technically so. is MCU. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Sony-ish yeah. MCU. Yeah. It's like how like Sp- the Spider-Man movies kind of flirt the line, right? Now yeah. they're kind of in there, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. so... and Cool. Yep, so I think... what else did I, Is that all that I did? Yeah, that's all that I did. <laughs> that's all you did. <laughs> um, I spoke about potentially pur- purchasing a uh, gaming pass... Uh, PC last week and I did it. Wow! And it's here, <gasps> sitting in a box. That's it's a very so... big box. Oh. Yeah, I uh, ordered it and it said it was coming between the fifteenth and twenty third of November. And My then God. Friday, I missed a phone call because I was in a meeting and I was like, "This is a random number. I'm not going to try and call it back." And then I went and checked my thing and said, "We tried to deliver it to you because oh, I had no. signed for it, right?" Uh, but they ended up delivering it today. Uh, two gentlemen brought it in. One guy had me sign. The other guy brought the PC in because it was, like, huge. And he's like, uh, so uh, purchase for the family? I'm like, nope. It's all mine. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. He's like, what games do you-? <laughs> he's like, what games do you play? I'm like, Sims and Action Adventures. But I play pretty much anything. <laughs> I think he was surprised. Uh, but yeah, I'm more surprised really... you got two delivery drivers. I can I can barely get a delivery driver to drop anything <laughs> off there. They didn't even drop off the note for me. And one time I got a package and like, the, well, this like, didn't come it... with a note either. 
on yeah, Friday. They, there was they no call me like a month later, like, you know, I have your package on my desk. I'm like, you didn't leave anything for me. Yeah. Oh my God. I've been home this whole time. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. they were like, hey, we would have left a note or then you get information uh, later on in the day. And I was like, there's no note. And like, my complex is terrible too. It's like, it's like five buildings that all look alike and they're kind of like staggered no. and like they're numbered, but they're not really numbered well like it's not displayed well in the building on which number is which and like there's Mm -hmm. multiple of my apartment number like i'm 102 there's multiple 102 (laughs) yeah so like my neighbors constantly get my uh my packages actually my sister-in-law bought me a a present for christmas she she had issues like ordering and getting shipped here before so she ordered it really early it came the next day to my neighbor my neighbor brought it over so i have it over there but uh but yeah it's uh, (gasps) that uh stellar shift xbox controller because now i'm buying everything to aesthetically go with i'm doing a whole new gaming setup PC oh, setup. Yes. so i am Yay. really nice. excited i'm gonna get the lift kit for the desk and i do the thing it's black friday next week so i got like a wish list kind of marked out yeah it's gonna be that that's my thing this year for my christmas i'm like mike i don't really need any presents because i'm just gonna go and buy all the things for the pc anyway. you go. yeah <laughs> but yeah i'm pretty giddy i don't know how I'm going to contain myself not setting it up, but I got to wait and get the lift kit on the desk first because I need to figure out what my cable management is going to be. That's going to be a problem. So you haven't opened the box yet? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, your self restraint is phenomenal. Yeah. I yeah. would have, that thing would have been done open. it. Yeah. yeah. And then this, I'm, and then figure it out later. Yeah, I might still be signing when opening the box. I might open it. It's all, it was also a very big day because Gibson went out and got neutered today. Oh, so uh, yeah, d- the dog is a little under the weather. <laughs> yeah, he is sounds balls now. Um, so yeah, he's uh, it was so funny. Apparently, he wouldn't go in the kennel that they had there for him. Like it was more like a crate, you know, that they had there for him, and he wouldn't go in it. So uh, this is my fifty-six pound yellow lab, who's almost nine months old, and uh, apparently he just wandered around the vet office all day <laughs> and we go up to the doctors and lay his head on their lap and he would just pet him and then he'd go off to somebody else <laughs> apparently like the he he had the anesthetic and they put him under and they did the work and whatever and when they were trying to wake him up he didn't want to wake up normal he doesn't usually want to get up in the morning and then once he was up that was it he was up and it was like he wasn't on anesthetic at all that time like he was just like i'm up <laughs> They were That's all crazy. talking stories about him. Yeah, it was funny. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's been a big day. Lots of big purchases. <laughs> all right, let's get into the fantasy critic real quick. Um, podcast wise, guys, there. I was looking through the upcoming releases. There are only four games left to release, wow. so we're getting very close to the end. And in our podcast league. I picked up a game last week, so now I have a full roster. Uh. I think that may be the last piece of changes. Yeah, because the one prior to that was October 28th. Yeah, so on November 11th, I picked up Steam World Big, or Steam World Build, sorry, for uh, a bit of five bucks. But, um, I think Simon might get a renaissance in our league because he's got Super Mario RPG Remake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he does, and uh, well, no, because I suppose uh, the Kill the Justice League is next year now, so that doesn't count. So yeah, um, 
Cat, you have Persona 5 Tactica coming, which is coming this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Mario RPG, also coming the same day. Simon has that one. Steam World Build, I've got that one. And then Cat, you've got Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. So, um, Joelle is done. Yep. All your games are out. I know. And uh, <laughs> that's where we are. And it's funny, though, because the projection... The projections are really weird. Like, Simon could come in second. Yeah. If he gets all the points that's anticipated. Right now, he's yeah. sitting in fourth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But Catherine just ran away with the whole kid caboodle here. She did. <laughs> I can't wait to do this again. Marcel, are you doing a fantasy critic with anybody? No, I'm not. But I'm really liking this. And I got really confused for a minute because I was looking at Super Mario RPG for a second. Yeah. And I looked at the publisher <laughs> and no one knew who the, was developing. I'm like, is that really the name of the developer who developed Mario? <laughs> Fart you know RPG? Is it Fart Knuckle, really? No one knew how Nintendo make this game. I was like, wait, is that them? Really? Is that re- I don't think Nintendo will let that slide, did they? <laughs> that is funny. It's amazing. No, but I, I, this is amazing. I've never seen this before. Oh, you should join with us yeah. next oh, year yeah. when we do it. Yeah. When we do the community one. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll definitely bring this back again next year. I play a lot of games, though. I, like, I don't know what the like. What's the? You rules don't have here? to play. You are oh, okay. essentially a publisher, and it's like oh. a, it's like a, like a football, uh, it's like fantasy, fantasy football, football. Okay, okay. where you so draft we... players, but instead mm. you're like drafting oh. games and you're going to publish them. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, uh, let's say you're like okay, wholesome okay. games, and you're trying to publish games. Yeah, yeah. and I, then I, the... I get a lot of games. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> would be. It's like you're trying to pick the games that are going to yeah. get the highest highest points. Pre- Highest oh, highest points. rating. Oh, I yeah. get you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, like, for example, why I'm winning this shit is I have uh, <laughs> Sea of Stars, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and Baldur's Gate 3 that just kind of, like, Oh my god, that's yeah. like yeah, yeah, that's the dynasty team right there. It's true. Exactly. That's unfair. This, that's is like, it is. Yeah, this is like Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jordan Pippen. And Rodman. Yeah, yeah, Rodman, <laughs> exactly. Not, this is like you're but, you're you're the ninety three bulls. Yeah. 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 So you get you get the idea. I, I got beginner's luck this year because like yes, I picked Legend of Zelda because it was um it was super hyped. But like I picked Baldur's Gate just because I'm a D and D nerd. Mm-hmm. But it's and the Sea of Star I picked up after the reveal, I was like, oh, this is fun. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's basically you're trying to to know, like, who got the most popular games, basically. Yeah. That's amazing. The, no, this is great. The points come out because it's all based on Open Critic. So, yes. like, once yeah. the game releases, then it tallies all the points. And depending, like, I think it's like a 70 is like a neutral. If you get below 70, you get mo- minus points. And there is, like, a counter pick. So you, like, bet on games you think are going to fail. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I hope, hopefully none of you had Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Yeah. Someone, oh, someone did have Call of Duty. Oh no! I'm yes. so sorry. Well, <laughs> it was a, it was a hail mary. I, I had a slot yeah. to fill, and yeah. I was just like, we're just gonna. I was already not, not gonna win, but I was like, we'll just go for but the at fences. The same time, who expects Call of Duty to like flounder so badly? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but the, in the early reviews, people like. Was got I'm really, actually surprised. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I also really picked, liked it. <laughs> I also picked Lord of Rings Gollum, so I didn't have the best sense of oh. like judgment when it came to. Oh, oh you go, you'll go first in the draft next year. That's how it usually works in sports. <laughs> you know, you get to pick first. In the, yeah, the least know? gets to pick first. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> if we want to go that Thank way. Thank you, Marcel, for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe you get some yeah, draft picks that along the way. Year, That's right. Bob, on yeah. purpose, you can do better next time. 
Yeah, just tank the year. Like I want a, I want a better year for next year. <laughs> next year, you're yeah. allowed the biggest Nintendo release of next year, yeah. which will be Metro Pride Four, which I have on my list now. Yeah, oh, that's the other thing too. You can bet on games that may not get to come out. No, that's it's it. not. You can bet on games that maybe you're not going to come out. That's part of the gamble. That's a oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you might. It, uh, you better pick up Peach or something. Peach, we know is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's gonna get like an eighty or something for sure, eighty six or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll be doing that again in January. So we'll give you a call when the yeah. time comes. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to join that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, on the community ones, is the one we do with folks in our in our Discord group. Um, we only got four games left to come out too. Same four games that people have picked, uh, and. The race is really on between first, second, third. It's all pretty tight. So it really just depends on how those last few games go. Though I don't know. Because, like, Darth is done. The only people who have games left are... I have two games left. Steamware Build is Google Stadia, which is Joel. And Average Jane's done quick. Okay, so no. We might be locked in here now. First, second, and third. So should yeah. be, and maybe even fourth at this point. Yeah, this yep. might be the roster when we're done. So uh-huh. it was fun. I uh, can't wait to do it again. This one is hard because there's so many more people in it that it gets really hard to get games as you go along. And it is an absolute scramble during Summer Game Fest or any press conference to get on here afterwards to try and bid on a game that you think might do well or a game that get, gets announced with an actual release date. Because you want to so have like, a game that comes out. So, for example, like, the day we're recording this, tomorrow is Indie World. What happens if they had, like, a shadow drop of something? What happens if all of it comes spot, out tomorrow? If you have a spot, if someone already picked it, because some oh, okay. people did, then, oh, then it's okay, in their okay. roster. If you have a spot, like, right now, if you look on the community one, Simon still mm-hmm. has two spots in his roster if he wanted to go and grab mm-hmm. a shadow drop game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but the key is, is you got to try and get it before reviews are out. So like you have to go fast and the, yeah. the poor website crushes because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's like an open source run by fans kind of thing. And everybody's doing this. So yeah, hug, hug it, uh, it, it crashes. Time. Yeah. Uh, Let's con- talk. Oh, go for, ahead. Cat, yeah. Sorry. For the podcast one, because it was just four of us. I would just yeah. like wait an extra hour. Yeah, I know like exactly. we could go and bid. Yeah, after. exactly. But I feel like yeah, for the big, big leagues, like people would be like, "Yes, totally." Can you do, can you do trades as well? But like, hey, I'll trade yep. you Zelda for like. Yeah, yep. there are, I think oh there are God. trades. You can drop games. Um, you we have a general certain amount of money to, to play with. These, you know? yep. Well, there is. There is. Yeah, there yeah. is okay. a manager. So I think <laughs> I'm the manager of the podcast one, and Darth is the manager of the community one. I think. Yep. Okay. I think that's the way it works out. But he had to walk me through how to do it because, like, we were like, I don't know. But now we know better for next year, so yeah. we're definitely doing it again because we can talk about it every week, and it's a great talking point considering we're talking about video game news every week, and there's games coming out all the time. All the this all just the happened time. to be it's a crazy. fantastic year for games. Let's talk about what everybody's been playing. Marcel, what are you playing right now? Um, so I've been trying to catch up my backlog. I recently just finished uh, Phantom Liberty, which I absolutely Ooh. fell in love with. It was nice. absolutely amazing. Nice. Highly, highly recommend. Um, it, I feel like it kind of just completes the whole cyberpunk world. And mm-hmm. even, and if you never picked up cyberpunk, this is the, probably the best time to pick it up because it's already like at a discounted price, and then you get the expansion on top of that. On top of that, and um, it's like uh, 
it just runs really, really well. But now I'm going to be diving into Alan Wake 1 and 2. I never played Alan Wake before. I own like eight copies of it. So I was like, <laughs> when it came out, it came out like in every platform. They're like, hey, this is for free. I'm like, okay, I'll pick this up. Like, I remember when they were running out, uh, they had to give, they had to, they had to get, uh, take the game off the market because I think due to licensing reasons. Um, so like, music just or had, something? Had, yeah, free music. So they had the game for like $3 or just, they just gave it away for free. I have, like, oh, wow. I have it everywhere, so uh, I decided to pick that up, and mm. you know, um, I had to pick up number two. I keep hearing amazing things about it, and recording with the Game Awards as well. It's, it seems to be true. So, well, it was a uh, free with my PC, but I'm not very go. good at spooky. It's in your box. You never <laughs> open your box yet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a di- I got a digital code. Okay, um, go. But yeah, it. Uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's got tons of praise in the Game Awards. It's up for. Lots of awards, so uh, so yeah. I'm very I think, surprised by that, actually. Yeah, I didn't. Ent- well, I where it's like just out. It's the too, number of nominees that got it just came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Catherine, how go see a stars? Really good. Um, I think I got to a point where I'm trying. I think I can understand where the lore of the messenger, their previous game, is starting to connect with see a stars. Did you play the other one? No, because I'm not into those like side scroller things. Like I remember yeah. playing the demo a few times when I saw them at many of like Megs and stuff, like Megs, like Comic Con, yeah. like the uh, independent game festival, all that jazz. They were there mm-hmm. for a couple of times, um, and the game looked really good. But it's not my jam, so I kind of like skipped it. Yeah. And when they were like, "Hey, we're making a turn-based RPG. It's basically Secrets of Mana and." Uh, Final Fantasy VI and everything. I was like, I'm here. Hello. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's my jam. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see where the characters might connect. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I got a Wikipedia to that shit. To or watch like a playthrough or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know how lore and narrative heavy the first one was. Mm. <clears throat> I know like the, the lore building was really good so that they could build this like... um this time traveling mechanic into it, which was very important. Um, it was like some ninja Naruto shit where you can go back and forth in time and things like that. It was really interesting, but I don't know like how heavy in lore it is versus this was an RPG. So you're going to places, talking to people. So there's a lot of like lore mm-hmm. and a lot of text and it's very narrative heavy. So I don't know how much of it is actually in the messenger versus this one, but I'm really enjoying it. It's also very easy to it's easy to like get sucked into it and just play for hours, but it's also easy to be like I got like 20 minutes. I know that I can like knock a level out like get from one safe point to the next. Mm-hmm. For example, and play in shorter sessions, so really enjoying it and Every time how I get you, to a new area, I'm like, how is the music better than the last area? How are you playing? Xbox? Xbox. Okay. Xbox on my couch now that I um, can sit and uh, actually sit on the couch comfortably without any pain. I start playing oh. on the Xbox and get out of this office a bit more, like after mm-hmm. a month and a half of being cooked up in here. Um, yeah. One of the reasons I gave up on my second playthrough of Baldur's Gate, I was like, yeah, I could, I could use a change of scenery <laughs> just in general. I get you. But yeah. the, the only thing is, there's a mechanic for timing. Yes. To get an extra attack or to defend. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. The defend? Cannot do it. No? Can't, yeah. Can't parry I, uh, in for honor? 
kick defendant Sea of Stars. I'm like, <laughs> I got the attack right, but the defense <laughs> one, they're like, and they did a tutorial. They're like, do it here. I'm like, okay. And I couldn't get it. And they're like, it's fine. You'll get it later. And they move on. I was like, no. <laughs> I didn't get it now. I'm never getting it. The defense one it. is hard, though, because each enemy has a different cadence, too. Yeah. And yeah, so, an animation sequence. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, if you have a bunch of different enemies that your party is fighting, you have to know. But there is, did you see, there's a little. Um, option yeah. like the little yeah. shooting star i just did that because it was just really fun me too but, yeah yeah, yeah. I, and i bought i bought and activated the relic to help to give me like random defense help oh, because yeah. like their way of doing accessibility and difficulty is just you go to a shop and you can buy some items mm-hmm. and it activate options um for for difficulty um i i just activated that because or sometimes Shop I see a- in in the game, like you have your currency in the game that you yeah. use and you spend on things to help you out. Or is there like because I don't remember there being like a like a microtransaction shop. No, no, it's like a shop like a when you go buy. It's just in the game. Okay, like when you go buy swords, you can yeah. buy little relics. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sold as like I relics. Gotten, I didn't get that far. Yeah. <laughs> They're sold as being like relics to like for your power and whatnot, but what they are is you're basically buying accessibility options. Ah, okay. That's cool. So that That's how yeah. they, they kind of like put it into the story of how like you can make the game a bit easier. Like there's one that'll heal you uh, to 100% health after every battle. Oh, sick. I did. Yeah. And I, I, did. Need to get, I need to play. I need to get back to this game. Yeah, and I did I use that. I drop it for something else and I need it. Yeah. And they're like mm-hmm. 10, 15 gold a piece. Like, you okay. know, like a weapon can be like a hundred gold. Like, you know, you want to. Oh, okay. Break. So it's not obnoxious. It's not, no. And it's like you get that kind of gold pretty, pretty easy early in the game, you know. Yeah. Um, I found early in the game it was hard to buy weapons. Yeah. Now it's not. But like to get like these things, like if you need them for the game to be a bit easier. Um, I just went with the, yeah, the, the shooting star one and I went with the defense one. Every okay. other one I was like. I'm going to try without... So far, I'm doing well without the heal 100% after every battle. Also, the game gives you a lot of ingredients for food, so I'm just... Yeah. Chowing down all the food. <laughs> IRL and in-game. <laughs> Love that. I need to play this game, because I like. I feel like it came out at a time where like six other games came out at the that, same time. That so. was the problem. Is yeah. it, all, it all came out, and everybody's like this. I have a few games this year that were like that, where like all of a mm-hmm. sudden, I was like, oh, there's too much. Like yeah. I also need to play Dave the Diver, and also need to play Dredge. Because like, yep. they just came at like, oh, and they all... They all kind of speak to me, but like I was just playing other things. For me, it was just Marathon. Tears of the Kingdom came out. I played that until Baldur's Gate came out, and then I just played a shit ton of that. And now that I'm on the other side, I'm just like, oh, like so many games. And like <laughs> that got on top of like last year's backlog. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? So yeah. that's why like Sea of Star was like my first foray into games I should have played when they came out, but I was busy. Yeah, we did a podcast last week talking about our backlog because th- this year has just been a smorgasbord of good games. And uh, even on top of, like like you said, last year and year before, there's just so much stuff to play. It's hard to keep up, especially with the indies coming out. Joelle, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. I did the opposite of what Kat did, and I started Tears of the Kingdom, and I put it down when all the other things came out. And so now I'm circling back. And I'm 
you know, I'm kind of debating if I want to open up the entire map of uh, the depths because I kind of hate it down there. I don't know. It's, it's very, annoying. It's very frustrating. Uh, yeah. It's very frustrating. I tried to do it and I hated it. So I okay. was like, unless there's a, a, a thing that says, hey, there's a secret here. Yeah. Or there's a, 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 a treasure. Mm. It, I'm not going down there anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't love looking at the map and it not being totally filled out, but yeah. I'm also like, I kind of hate I- <laughs> at the same time, it's a bit of a mirror of what's up top. So yeah. You can yeah. Like, just kind of like. But what's up top is so good. Yeah. And then underground, it's like or, the same. Well, but <laughs> up on top, though, you can like, what I don't like is that there's a ceiling. So I can't just yeah. like climb up and run across to get somewhere. Like you have to oh, go yeah. around ridges. Like you have to. Yeah. It, it, there's, it's, it's annoying. There are literal yes. walls, walls in your way yes. that you have to go back up to the surface, go yes. over into another hole and go down yes. there because there's a legitimate wall because it is legitimately a cave. Yeah, because I can't see and I can't see. Um, so that's like the one thing. I just wish it was a little bit more traversable like the like, – like the, at least even in the air right there's just there's ways just to get around a little bit um everybody was like oh the depths is easy just make like a a vehicle i'm like every time i make a vehicle and sometimes i would get them oh my gosh i would use like my i can't like pop it out of thin air with the zyite or i would just like use my items yeah and like five minutes into driving somewhere Nope, gotta abandon your vehicle. Gotta jump. Gotta oh, do I know. Gotta yeah, go yeah. You, you can't yeah. fly everywhere. You can't drive everywhere. Yeah, that's. Just I do. guess. Yeah, that's that's exactly my kind of gripe with it. Is that if I if I build something up up on land, I kind of know where to go and I can drive and I can get there. But down there, I'm like, well, I build something and I can only use it for like 20 seconds, and then mm-hmm. I'm kind of done. So I I guess like if I had to. I'm finding like okay, I'm an, I'm a little annoyed that that's a traversal you know barrier when I'm down in the depths, and then I also man the the guardian spirits, it the way they run around and I can't catch them to use their abilities and like they're in my so way dumb. and I'm just so like dumb. I'm mm. so annoyed. Mm. I'm like who who decided that this was acceptable in such like a fantastic game? And I mm. so that's the other thing that I just get. I wish I could turn them off. Like I'd rather just like not have them around. You can. You can, you can I turn, can them, turn off. them off. Yeah. yeah I didn't you go, know. <laughs> you go in the menu that has like all your um permanent items. Uh-huh. And you'll have the rings there. Uh-huh. Not the rings, but the the little the, um, the emblems. The, yeah. The, um, yeah, and you can click on it, and you can turn them on and off. That's yeah, so where I can all do of them. it. Like if you only want one of them yes. hanging out with you, like the bird, in order to fly around yeah. to boost you, you can only have him. Oh, I, I, ha- I had them out all the time, but just because I was like too lazy to turn them on and off in case I was like in a fight that oh that you need them, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I know a lot of people just kind of like kept the bird while they were exploring to help with the. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the uh, automaton one because it helped a lot in the depth. But yeah, other than that, I was just kind of like let it, leaving them in the background. And I was tr- I tried also like you can use your whistle, like your horse whistle, to get them back to you. Oh, I didn't know that. Like in a fight. Okay. But at the same time, it's just like, hey, I got to use the Goron, so I'm like, yeah, and they just cluster around me, and then you think you hit the Goron. No, you hit the prince, he puts a water bubble bubble around I you and know. I'm like that was 
fucking or I want to pick something up like I want to pick something up and they're in the way and I'm like and I can't move them because they're ghosts but then I bump into them and I'm like Mm -hmm. just get out of my fucking way (laughs) like I want to pick up this bomb flower go away as as good as this game is because it is amazing it is yeah yeah Um, I don't understand why they felt Link needed a full party. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Or why like, they why changed not just give him a four? Yeah, just, just like yeah, just before, give him the powers. Yes, like yeah. you did in previous games. Yes. like yes. this is yes. not Baldur's Gate three. Like everybody, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my. I'm starting to find gripes. <laughs> So, um, but that, the sparkle is worn off <laughs> a little oh, bit. No, the honeymoon's over. The honeymoon's over. <laughs> I, yeah, high roll. I, I hate. I don't. I regret this decision. So, um, but I'm almost done. I'm kind of finishing up a few side quests that I really wanted to, to finish. And I mean, the, the game is amazing and fantastic. And um, but I'm just. I think I, I'm kind of finding out areas that I want to complete and areas I don't. I guess I just wish I wish for how I was in Breath of the Wild where I just wanted to do every little single thing. And um, I just I think I'm a little disappointed that I still might have that desire. But there's there's so many barriers now that I'm I'm like a little cranky about it <laughs> that I have to do a little more so grinding big. than normal. But it's a huge it's game. So yeah. Big. Yeah. It's so big. Like, really big. Um, like but, after like five hours of this game, I was like, "This is amazing! I love it! I'm going to play a hundred hours of it, but I'm not going to complete it." Mm-hmm, yeah. I know, like that a hundred hours, I'm not going to unlock everything. I'm not going to see everything. I'm just going to at one point, I'm going to be done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so big, so big, it really is. <laughs> uh, I think I'm at the last boss of Moonstone Island. Ooh. I tried to beat him before uh, we started the recording. And I failed miserably. Uh, but I want to get that game kind of finished before I switch over to the new PC. Because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose save file or something like that. So I'm just trying to complete it. That game's so good, guys. Like, you need to try it. Like, ugh. Pokemon, card building, island exploration, crafting, fishing, you know, mm. farming. It's got all all the things. All the things. Um yeah, definitely a must-play. I'm really curious to see what it's like when it comes to Switch. I think it's a perfect game for a Switch. But yeah, and then I don't know what's next. I'm I'm debating now. I could go Minecraft. I could go uh, the, uh, oh my god, City is Skylines. City I Skylines? Could, too? Yeah, too. Or I could play Coral Island on my PC. Ooh. Because hmm, that's on both coming out tomorrow on both game pass and uh for pc and xbox so decisions decisions uh <laughs> but i won't be ready yet because i need to set the damn thing up first so what's going to be the first game you play on the pc i don't know that's the problem oh boy i don't know the hardest one just don't make it, it really solitaire. is <laughs> Minesweeper. Yeah, Minesweeper. Let me just see how good this computer really is. Mm, that's, a, <laughs> all, all, yeah. all the beast. that's why I bought that big ass graphics card. Yeah. All right, folks, it's time for Walk Down Memory Card Lane. Each week, the team will have to guess a historical game that would have released during the time of this episode's airing. We will start with the release date, and then I will give hints about the game, and the team uh, will attempt to guess what it is. Um, as always, uh, you know, spit out your answers, what you think it may be. Um, 
there's obviously we're not keeping points in all of this. Uh, so yeah, it's really just for the fun of it. And see if you can remember what game was released on November 18th of 2002. Let the guessing begin. 2002? Yes. November 18th, 2002. Yep, November 18th. Oh, hold on. Oh, it was like end of, end, end of high school. I was in high school that time, actually. Let me know uh, when you want your next clue. Yeah, I was a junior. Uh, I don't know. Fantasy ten. No. Okay. Ready for the next clue, I think. Yeah. Okay. You play as a former U.S. Navy SEAL that is a highly skilled covert operative. Okay, didn't we do this oh. last week? <laughs> no, it is not the same one as last it's, week. Uh, is it? It's Sam Fisher. Um. Catherine so. Smith debuted. What's the? It's a Tom Clancy's. Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. It's Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, and I did forgot I was wearing a Ubisoft T-shirt today. Good job, Catherine. <laughs> and making up for Call of Duty last. Marcel, night. Marcel, did you? Was this the game that you had in mind? I saw when you said the week of, I was thinking it was going to be Halo 2. Halo 2 came out on the 11th, didn't it? Or Yeah, well, the thing is, I'd already done a Halo game, so I wasn't oh, going to bring okay, it back. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember the, the tattoo that that, um, that guy had when he showed the release date. Oh, yeah. Uh, true, true. Sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this, uh, good job. Um, the other... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully we get our Splinter Cell game. It's in development. Uh, I now, know, so. actually, that but comes they're looking up for people the, still. So some of the other <laughs> hints. <laughs> Don't pick it for your fantasy next year because that comes <laughs> out next <year>. <laughs> <laughs> So the other hints that I had was this game features stealth gameplay with strong emphasis on light and darkness. Mm. The soundtrack is adaptive and reacts to players' actions to adjust based on if the player is in stealth mode or engaged in combat. The success of this game has led to adaptations in other media, including novels, animated series. There were even talks of a live-action adaptation featuring Tom Hardy as the lead character. Wow. Man, wow. Sam Fisher no was Tom way. Hardy. Um, the three lens night vision goggles worn by the lead character have now become iconic. That was yeah. where I was like, if you guys don't know what that is, That would have been where I got it. I would have gotten yeah. it there. And then the last <laughs> one was... The game series is currently on hiatus. Sad face. (laughs) So sad. Been on hiatus for a hot minute. I think the last one that came out was on Wii U. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, Yeah. it was Blacklist, I think it was. Yeah, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Mm -hmm. So 2002 is the first ever Splinter Cell? Yeah. Wow, I feel old. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a, a by the way a, a wild guess because I figure we already did Call of Duty. It sounded very Tom Clancy. So. <laughs> I'm like, and we already did Gears of War too. Yeah, we so you're like, mm, and Halo. let's knock yeah. off all. See, yeah, see, this is not fair for you, Massa, because like we're like every every from week to week we remember the games. Like we know we already did Halo, so we're not gonna have Halo. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as you said Spec Ops, I was like, "Well, it has to be. It might be Sam Fisher then." Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but then I didn't. But like, you might throw me a curveball, be like, "Oh, Spec Ops, like this, like the sniper games." I was like, "Oh, I don't know those ones." So yeah, I yeah. I try not to make them too hard because yeah. apparently I stopped the girls in Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called us out. with Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, well. Red Dead. Re- I thought oh, for wow. sure you were gonna know Red Dead. Yeah. So yeah, because that was just such in the ethos of video games, of, like. <laughs> 
the yeah. games that Joanna and I don't play. I just I missed it. I would have. I think I I just didn't. I have to go back and play it. But I I would have. It was a game I probably would have loved right when it came out. But twenty eighteen. That game feels like it was yesterday. But then I think about no. I was still in Montreal. That was a long time ago. Time is flying. Yeah. Wow. All right, folks. And it it's... came back out this year too. By the way. Sorry. True. True. Yes, that <laughs> is true. Yeah. 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 All right, folks, time to get in topic of the week. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will get right on into it. And we're back in topic of the week. This week, it magically just ironed out perfectly. Monday, the announcement of the Game Awards nominees. Mondays are also the day that we record this podcast. So guess what we're talking about today? The Game Awards. Happens every year. Um, So... We're going to talk through our uh, traditional betting game where we kind of roll through the categories that make sense for this podcast to talk through. Um, and uh, everybody gets to put in what they think is going to win, and then we keep tally. But I brought it to another level this year. I made a Google form that I'm going to share uh, with uh, folks in the community on our Discord channel. It'll be on the podcast page. I've also got some other friends um, that Marcel and I are on an uh, Instagram chat with a whole bunch of video game, Canadian video game uh, influencers and, and, and critics and stuff. Um, and we're all going to do this together, and then someone's going to have the glory of being smarty pants and uh, knows the future because wow. uh, they will have betted the most uh, or won the most or known the most. So think of this kind of like a, like the Oscars when people do that, when they guess what games, what what's going to win. It's something along those lines. So um, for the crew here on the podcast today, uh, do you have the form open in front of you? Ready to go? Perfect. Okay. As we, I will read through each uh, uh, category and nominee. Then you guys will go around in the circle, talk about who you think is going to win and uh, put your uh, tick on your one here, and then we'll, you know, compile them at the end, mm. put them into the form, and then that way I can keep track. We won't talk about the esports ones in the podcast, because we're a little out of the loop on that, so it's going to be wild guests. And since we don't have Simon, it's going to be a real wild guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I wrote these literally in the order that they were on the Game Awards nomination webpage because that was the easiest way for me to do this. So we are going to start off with the biggest award. All right? So Game of the Year. The nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Marcel, since you are the guest here today, you get first go. Who? What, what game do you pick do you think is going to be Game of the Year? And this doesn't have to be your pick. It's what you think everybody else is going to vote on. <laughs> I'm okay. Because okay, I'm going to even tell you, I think it's going to be a toss-up between Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. And not Zelda, which is, I know people be like, what? What do you mean? That's so surprising and everything. But I feel like people kind of forgot Zelda came out. Like when Zelda came out, it was all the hype and everything. Um, and then Baldur's Gate 3 came out. And I, that's all I hear about from everyone's Baldur's Gate 3. I, I'm, they played 200 hours of this and they're on their fifth playthrough. I'm like, how are you guys still playing this? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually, and I know I've been hearing a lot of rumbles of Alan Wake 2, but I don't think everyone has played it as much. I'm hearing a lot of great, uh, great uh, noise about it, but I'm gonna pick Baldur's Gate three. It's gonna, it's gonna win it. Okay, Catherine, thoughts? Um, I want Baldur's Gate three to win, but um, I think I'm going with the uh, Tears of the Kingdom because I think, like, in terms of 
mass market and mass popularity, you can't beat you can't beat Zelda. And it's too big of a, a title for it not to win. Like Alan Wake Two is a great game. Marvel Spider Man Two is they're all amazing games, right? And and like Baldur's Gate Three is still very much like in the zeitgeist, just because it's like and it's doing so because it's a Dungeons and Dragons game. And, like, people have been hungry for it. But I think in terms of, like, getting people to, like, look at this list. Let's say you don't play a lot of games. If you look at this list of, like, Game of the Year and you ask somebody, like, what would you like to play? They're probably going to go for Zelda. Or Spider-Man 2. So that's why I'm, like, I'm going to go with Zelda. Joelle. I personally uh, want Spider-Man 2. Um, I, I feel like Alan Wake, it's hard for me to get a read on it. You know, I've just because I'm not going to play it because it's a spooky game. Um, it, yeah. And like Marcel mentioned earlier, like it hasn't been out that long. So it's just it's kind of hard for me to get a sense of how popular it will be. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, everyone's been talking about it. But I, again, kind of cat's point when you ask people like who, what the game of the year is going to be. I I kind of teeter between Super Mario just because it's so it's so well done um and then and then Zelda just because of Zelda um but I think I'm I'm going to vote for uh Mario. I I think Super Mario Brothers is going to win. Wow. I all I feel like I'm in a toss up now too because like there's umpteen <laughs> reasons for each of the yeah. I at first I was thinking Legend of Zelda wouldn't get it because it did it before and the other games made more noise but I don't know it is like a f- I don't remember how Game Awards I know there's a vote I don't know if it's totally controlled by fan vote or not or if there's other people submitting as well and it's kind of weighted and fan vote is partial um I'm in the toss-up between Zelda and Baldur's Gate 3. I think Baldur's Gate 3 just made so much noise, and it was it was kind of just bringing that into the forefront for a lot of people that were not in that kind of gameplay before. A lot of people tried a D&D-style game that never would have before because of the hype around it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go Zelda, too. Mm. It's just, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go Zelda as well. Also, can we just honorable mention that Resident Evil 4 was also nominated for Game of the Year? Like, yeah. I was like, wow. But I love Resident Evil 4. Like, it's one of my, fa- like, in the past, it's one of my favorite games. And I love this one as well. But, like, there's just so many great games that I came know. out. I'm like, I can't see Resident Evil 4 winning. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, and it feels like a little bit of uh, Groundhog's Day in Best Game Direction. We've got Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Marcel, what do you think there? Uh, this one, I'm going to give it more to Zelda. Uh, just because you can just play it any way you want, like, and there's more, there's more for you to explore. And, and But the game direction, in fact, you can just create whatever you want. And like you just can use your imagination to complete the task, and I feel like that was Nintendo's goal of just you know <clears throat> give, bringing out the creativity in us, and they and they nailed it. I would say so. I'm gonna give it to Tears, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. All right, Cat. Yeah, for me, it's a toss-up between um, Alan Wake Two and Legend of Zelda because, like, I feel like for best game direction other than game of the year like for me for best game direction you have to like have something that's like 
great from beginning to end. And unfortunately for Baldur's Gate 3, the end is the sore point. It's the low oh, point. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. And I feel like Alan Wake 2 is just like such an experience in itself. Like to make such a horror game, it has like everything in the game has to go together. Like game direction needs to be tight. If not, it's just you kind of hit or miss. Um, but I think it might also. I'm going to give it to Alan Wake 2, but I'm like 50% sure that it might also be Tears of the Kingdom for the same reasons that you mentioned, Marcel, of there's just the, the sheer creativity that they unleashed yeah. in this game. Like, I'm still having fun on the subreddit called Hyrule Engineering. It is chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. Joelle? I'm going to vote uh, Tears of the Kingdom uh, for. Same reasons as Marcel said. Yeah. And I'm with you there, too. Mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Best narrative. Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Let's go backwards. Joelle. I personally voted for uh, Spider-Man 2, but I think what's going to win out of this group, I think, is going to be Alan Wake 2. Cat. Toss up between Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. Although I did mention that the end of Baldur's Gate is a bit... Eh? Mm. It's still a, a well-woven story with interesting characters. Um, and not having played Alan Wake 2... I know of the series and I know like it's a great story, but I think... And the zeitgeist of it, I think Baldur's Gate might... Just for the richness and the deepness, mm-hmm. it's the sheer size of the game and how it all connects together. Mm-hmm. Marcel, yeah, I'm going to pick uh, Baldur's Gate three as well. I I want to pick Phantom Liberty, Liberty because just how that game made me feel and like I don't usually when I play a game and I finish it, I'm like, all right, on to the next one. Mm. Like I actually wanted to see the all like other options and other endings as well. And I'm like, wow, what a like I. Felt like each ending, I'm like, what a great experience it was. So, but I feel like Baldur's Gate 3 is just so strong and how everyone just keeps going back to it and mm-hmm. uh, just wanting to see what options they have or pick a different character to see like another route as well. So, mm-hmm. picking that one. I'm going Baldur's Gate 3 because I feel like if it doesn't win the other two, it's got to win something and best narrative is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I haven't played this game, but I can only imagine how many narrative points had to be woven together together in order to make this work with how D&D works in order for it to be somewhat spontaneous. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Kat, you can tell me whether or not I'm, I'm crazy here. Is Kat frozen? I am, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's just my, my, uh, my camera froze, but I'm still oh, here. Oh, that's okay. You're still here? Okay, cool. But yeah, I, I have a feeling like that was a narrative masterpiece to try and weave together so uh so yeah i'm gonna go baller's gate three best art direction cat why don't you kick us off on this one what do you think alan wake 2 hi-fi rush lies of p super mario brothers wonder and the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom yeah i'm new i know this was tough yeah i'm gonna go with alan wake 2 just because like from what i saw in control it was so good mm. and i think um i think alan wake 2 has that kind of very like just the art and the environmental storytelling and the light and the mood and everything mm-hmm. 
if it's like in control, like I think Alan Wake 2 will win. Like the other games are all like cohesive and pretty, but I feel like a game like Alan Wake 2, the art direction is like in the mood. So, mm-hmm. Marcel? Uh, I'm going to pick Mar- Super Mario Brothers Wonder because the fact that each stage changes with the Wonder Seed and is a whole unique spin to it. Um, is absolutely amazing. And then there's, I can't remember how many stages there are in, in Mario Wonder, but like the, for each one to have its own unique spin to it, um, I think uh, deserves the, uh, the best art direction. Cool. Joelle? Uh, I also picked Super Mario Wonder for the same reasons. Hmm. I think I'm going to go on a little bit of a different adventure here. I'm going to go for Hi-Fi Rush. Mm-hmm. Um just because of how it had to integrate the sound into it, too. Like, automatopoeia-esque. And that, like, cell shaded is kind of... Like, we don't see that too much at quite that high quality. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm going to go for Hi-Fi Rush. Everything about that game is awesome. Even when, like, if you leave, like, the character on idle, like, mm-hmm. he will start, like, he will start bobbing to the music Aww. that's in yeah. the background as well. Like, it's really, really cool. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah, I want to play more of that game. Yeah. <laughs> Best score in music. We've got Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and the Zelda and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Marcel? Choices? I'm going to give this a high, Hi-Fi Rush because I really enjoy that game and I'm happy to see it got nominated so many times. So yeah. I, will, I will give it Best Score in Music. The music was amazing especially for streamer mode as well like i you wouldn't think like mm-hmm. this is this was an original soundtrack and then we actually hear the original soundtrack like oh these were the options i didn't know so the music was really good so cool joelle um i think that the best score in music is going to go to legend of zelda hmm. okay Catherine. hmm yeah Having, having not played Alan Wake and Final Fantasy and Hi-Fi Rush, I feel like I'm shoehorned into Baldur's Gate or Legend of Zelda. Um, I'm gonna go Baldur's Gate. Okay, I think like the score has a lot of depth, and cool. just you know being in the character creation and like got like this music and and then this lady just comes in and starts singing (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna do hi-fi rush again uh just because it's a game based around music the battle system is music so uh Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm gonna go there best audio design alan wake 2 dead space hi-fi rush Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4. I have a question for Joelle. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Marcel may need to, if he played uh, Spider-Man 2. Is the radio podcast mechanic back again with J.J. Uh, Jameson? Yes. When you're kind of swinging through the city? Because oh, yeah. I still haven't played Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it's back around. Oh, yeah. Yep. It. I think that's the last one won for that. Yeah, I... I'm gonna. Can I go first? Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I am gonna vote for Spider-Man Two based on, um, yeah, sound um, effects and how do they utilize spatial audio, um, and also how they utilize the sound design from the, uh, um, uh, oh, the controller. Oh no, the name escaped me. Uh, from the controller. The dual from the dual sense. Not, no, dual from sense. the dual sense. Sorry. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> I I picked that just for. Uh, 
those are the reasons. My second would have been Hi-Fi Rush, but I think they they just did a fun like I remember playing it and being I like I put I wanted to hear it so I'd put the controller like to my ear as I was playing it because I wanted <laughs> to experience it so yeah it's cool Marcel uh, I'm gonna pick Resident Evil 4 for this one just mm. how the environment sound and or how Leon will react to like while he's attacking someone like he will be, he will sound more frustrated if it's taking someone a longer time to take down as well and just the whole environment of that game was was a was a, a great enhancement from the original. So I'm picking Resident Evil Four. Cool, cat. Three horror games in this category. Mm-hmm. I think it shows. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think mean... it shows how like audio design is key. Yeah, mm-hmm. to a fucking horror game. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Very true. It's part of the creep factor. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. I haven't played any of these games, so I'm gonna go with Dead Space. Cool. Just because That's creepy. <laughs> I'm going to do Marvel Spider-Man 2 as well. Best performance. We've got Ben Starr, who played in Final Fantasy 16. Cameron Monaghan, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Idris Elba in Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Melanie LeBird in Alan Wake 2. Neil Newbon in Baldur's Gate 3. And then Yuri Lowenthal from Marvel Spider-Man 2. Who wants to kick this one off? Any takers? I'll go. Uh, oh, oh, Neil Newbon, that's Asterian from Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. Is, is that's that one the thing they did the characters. Yeah, yeah, the vampire. Oh, that, I, that, I, I can tell you right now that's my pick. I feel like everyone loves that All guy. Right, so then like, done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking yeah, that one that's too because yeah. I don't know here. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I like Cameron in Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. I haven't played the other. I feel Idris Elba is amazing in anything. But yeah. like in terms of what performance stayed with me this year like in the games i played this year mind you you're gonna say you only played two yeah so what um <laughs> asterion and Baldur's gate three is fucking the best like i mean according to this list you played the games of the year Catherine. so yeah. don't you yeah. know yeah. there's a reason why you haven't played the others you you played the best you know so. <laughs> and it's like, asterion is a row right you can respect the characters and whatnot mm-hmm. and that's like also like the genius of Baldur's gate is that mm. Every character, like, they've had to voice for if you respect it. So if you, like, respect Asterion as um, a wizard, he has to, like, do, do all the spells like mm. if, and things like that. Um, but what I like is I kept him as a rogue. But, like, if he's sneaking and you click on him, you know how they kind of, like, have this activation voice line? One of them is, like, this better be important. <laughs> bro where is it is important we're in the middle of the fight you're hidden because i need you to sneak attack the big baddie but yes like i've honestly i love this guy thank you cool. sorry <laughs> Marcel? gushing I, I i just i know everyone loves the guy from Baldur's gate three so that's okay. my pick so cool I, i'm getting question it <laughs> well um i was torn between um cameron and yuri um, mm-hmm. but I, in the end though, I did, I think I'm going to pick Yuri Lowenthal for Spider-Man 2 because that, it was really, really good. Uh, that character had a lot of depth and growth and arc and it was, a, it was a lot to it and I think he did a phenomenal job. So I, I, I'm going to give it to Yuri. Okay. I think everybody's going to vote for Baldur's Gate 3. So Neil Newbond it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> Innovation and accessibility. Uh, the nominees are Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter. Marcel, what do you think? Okay, this is a hard one for me because Forza helped um, uh, Steve, Steve Saylor. He, um, he has a, he's a low vision with, with his eyes, and he was able to drive in the game. And, and not only that, win a race. Mm-hmm. And then Hi-Fi Rush, if, if you have low hearing or you're actually deaf as well, you can still play the game with vibrations of your controller. And then Street Fighter Six just brought like one the one game to accessibility and like was the first one to like, kinda of kick it off in a way. Um to make the game accessible and they did it in the like not and not just with like, oh, we made the captions bigger. Like no, they, they made it like in a way where like the sonars where like if someone's closer to you, the, you get like series of beeps hitting closer to where the characters you can kinda of, like adjust you could know when to react and everything. So this is actually one of the hardest categories. This might be as hard as Game of the Year, mm-hmm. um, but I might have to go with like with with Forza. I'll I'll give it to Forza for that one. As much as I love uh, Hi-Fi Rush, I'll give it to Forza just for the fact that I feel like that's something that if someone wanted to do, uh, if especially in the accessibility category, like if they could finally just like feel like they could belong in that cat- in that in that genre, I would say. Yeah, I feel like it was the one that made the most noise about the accessibility in it because, yeah. like, it's pretty particular. You cannot drive if you cannot see. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and to be able to give someone that that power back, right? Mm-hmm. Catherine, what do you think? I think I'm going to go with Forza. Mm-hmm. Because they're adding for a game that's, like, about driving, and driving is not the most accessible thing in the world. Mm. They're doing a lot. A lot. And um, just the fact that they added, like, ASL interpreters, like, straight up filmed a bunch of people signing. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that. I I, Like, on on all these games, like, I've seen, like, a lot of... They've done great for accessibility and making sure people can play games. But I, I, I still get baffled at Forza being like, we know driving is hard. We know, like, a lot of you can't drive IRL because of all these limitations. Would you like to drive a fake car? We'll make sure you can drive this fake car. We can make we'll make sure that you enjoy this game. And I I think that's amazing. Joelle. Um I think that for voting purposes, I still am going to go with Spider-Man 2 because one of the main characters is also um uh uses ASL a lot. There's a lot of ASL used in the game. Um so I think that I think that might kind of push it over the edge a bit. And just for popularity. So I think I'm going to give that one my vote. Cool. Game. Now, okay, we're starting to go into the event, uh, the the ones now that are kind of like off the beaten track where you're going to hear like different stuff, not the same games over and over again, which is kind of nice. We're getting into games for impact now. The games nominated are A Space for the Unbound, Chance of Senar, Goodbye Volcano High. If I'm pronouncing this correctly, Tchia? Tchia? I'm not Chia. sure how to... Pardon? Tchia? Tchia? Tchia, Pat. Yeah. Oh, okay. The T is silent. Tchia. Tara Nil and Venba. Uh, Marcel, what do you think? Uh, uh, oh, man. <laughs> so it's good to see two Canadian studios as well. Go- mm-hmm. Device, uh, Volcano, and Venba as well. Um, but I'm actually going to give it to Chia because it's a fun, like, innovative game as well. But it also teaches you how to play ukulele as well. That you can play along Neat. in the game. 
And um, I know as part of like the promotion package, it, it, they actually gave you a ukulele to play along with the game. Oh, um, but then that's yeah, and that's just like a, just a side thing to do. Like ukulele just gives you like different abilities in the game. Um, and there's just a really cute story of uh, of this remote island that's not too far from Australia um, about this girl trying to rescue her father. And it's a, it's a really neat game. And and the fact that it, it also is like, yeah, we're gonna teach you to play this instrument as well. Um, it's really cool. So I'm gonna give it a chia. Cool. Joelle. Um, I didn't play too many of these, so I know Terra Nil got a lot of love, and I know that you played it, Leah. Um, and I also, and I played the only one I played was Venba, but I loved, I loved Venba. Um, so eh, I, I think I might just vote Venba. That's just because I'm just gonna vote that. <laughs> I don't know. It's between <laughs> Terra Nil and Venba, I guess. So. Uh, I think I'm just going to go Venba. Cat? I'm not familiar with all of these games. However, I'm going to go for the joke because Games for Impact and Goodbye Volcano High is about dinosaurs before the impact of wow. the asteroid that kills them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so literal game for impact. Goodbye. Yeah. Literal impact. Literal yeah. impact. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a very yeah. serious category. <laughs> my intrusive thought, my intru- intrusive thoughts, one. That's all. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I'm a toss-up between Terra Nail and Venba. Um, I think I want to go with Venba. There was something uh, like... It was just nice seeing, like, I know Terranel's about, like, you know, uh, uh, the Earth and, like, repopulating uh, a desolate, like, after an apocalypse land and bringing, you know, greenery back and animal life back and all that kind of stuff. But Venba dealt with a story mm-hmm. about immigration to Canada that, and, and you know, growing up with, two, with you know, conflicting kind of cultures and, and a child kind of being stuck in between the two and how the parents handle that. Um yeah, I really liked Venba, and it was short and sweet, and I learned how to make Indian food that I've never made before. Mm. <laughs> All right, uh, best ongoing: Apex Legends, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Final Fantasy sixteen, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Joelle, well, what do you remember? What won last year? What won last year? For it's the same Genshin? categories every like the same nom- it's the same nominee because these games are huge yeah. these games but, like, are huge but like did I'm they do surprised. better this year than last year i don't know <laughs> but like why is there no dead by daylight that's like on its eighth year or something and they good scott chucky mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, in terms of like the game that gets the best and the most commercial uh brand partnership while maintaining commercial success is dead by daylight yeah, that's never there. It's just a thing. The one surprise is Cyberpunk. I, I don't know. I just this is a weird category. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a live game. Yeah. yeah. Um. I uh, like. I feel like I have a hard time because yeah, they, I'm like, didn't we do this last year? I feel like a little bit of deja vu. So I think I'm gonna go for Apex Legends. Okay, cat. For honor is not on this list. Um, <laughs> not bitter. <laughs> She's like, damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Final Fantasy 14 because uh, my week my weekly schedule is tied to this game. So there you go. Mm. My spouse. Okay. Hey, good to know, Marcel. He raids. I'm yeah. I'm also gonna pick Final Fantasy 14 because that's the most game people try to trick me to play. 
every year. They're like, you gotta play this game. I'm like, how about if you do a charity incentive? I'm like, I'm not playing this game. I don't have time. For, I don't have time for this game. Or like a game that's like ten years old or whatever. How old it is, you know? Yeah. So I'm going with Genshin Impact. Cause I feel like that's, if it's if I'm not hearing about Fortnite, I'm hearing about Genshin Impact, and I feel like I'm hearing about Genshin Impact more organically. Mm. Fortnite, I keep hearing about it at work because they keep doing events in Fortnite and Roblox yeah. and whatever else yeah. from iHeart. But uh, I feel like in the in the the organic stuff, I'm hearing more Genshin Impact and even just like characters, like costumes for Halloween and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It just came up a lot. Best community support, which could I, I don't know the difference between that and best ongoing. But anyways, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. Cat. Well, I'm going to start by mentioning that Destiny 2 is, is nominated. And last week, they laid off most of their community team. Yeah, oh, that's a little bit of a... Yeah. That's awkward. So, it's like you you almost want to give it to them to say, like, you guys fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then also you also don't want to give it to them because you're like, you guys, are, you, fuck, you guys fucked up. I don't understand <laughs> how you have a live game and when it comes to financial difficulties, you cut on your frontline staff, especially, like, the point of working on live game is gamers yell at you all day, all fucking day long. Like, you need the frontline staff. You need it. Ah, anyway. Uh, I'm guessing they're going with community support because of how the game engages with the community. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go That's with my vibe. Baldur's Gate 3 because um, a lot of the patches, they did patch some requests from players and things like that. Um, but also the patch notes, hilarious. Fuck, I never read patch notes. But these patch notes, like, amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Baldur's Gate 3. Okay, Marcel? I'm going to pick Cyberpunk because if you want to talk about support, the community actually fixed the game as well. Like, a lot of mods fixed the game where um, uh, CD Projekt was like, oh, we just, if you, here's the mods, fix wherever <laughs> you want to fix, and then we'll adapt it later. <laughs> As well, so they literally support the game and brought it to, and helped it bring it to um, uh, 2.0. So Cyberpunk is my vote. Um, I went with Baldur's Gate three. Okay, uh, I'm saying Cyberpunk mostly because I feel like they resurrected that thing from the grave. It was not on life support; it was already dead, and they brought it back. <laughs> and the fact that Phantom Liberty is up here in some of the other nominations is not what I would have expected. I'm still salty about Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> still have not gone back, but I feel like they uh, everything I'm hearing makes me want to re-download it on my Xbox. I think I think you should go back because yeah. it's 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 good. It's good I now. might do it just yeah. for Keanu, to tell you the truth. Yeah. That's a good reason. And Ildris is it's there, really too. It's a good, good reason. reason. <laughs> Ildris is there, and I must say Keanu's performance in Phantom Liberty is even better. Like it's, oh, I, shit. It's Don't say good. that to me. It's so good. So, sidebar, me and my husband watch uh, The Lake House the other day because <laughs> I love Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Have you guys seen that movie? No, not yet. But no shame. Oh wait, it's old. It's an older movie. It's about uh, they both live in the same ha- life uh, lake house, but at different times, yeah. and they write letters to each other, and they cross over time. Fun, oh. they're fun, uh, fun movie. I like it. Good love story. 
Uh, best independent game. Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea of Stars, Viewfinder. Let's start with Marcel. Um, I'm going to pick Sea of Stars for this one. Just because how hype I heard everyone about it. I haven't had a chance to dive into this game, but Sea of Stars gets my vote. And I did see people complain about David Diver not being in an indie studio because it's they're not. It's, it's, so, it's, no, it's an. It's like... It just looks like an indie game, I get it, but it's not but, an indie game, so... Yeah, it's like Child right, of sorry, Light Dave. by Ubisoft. Yeah. You know, oh, like... Oh, yeah. supported by a big, but kind of like a... A, a small pet team, project. Yeah. yeah. In a big studio, a small team made a, like, a, a small snackable game. Okay. Yeah. But it's, like, backed... Like, but they, these, they're backed with money. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And we're, they're, and we're they're not fine. talking yeah. about, like, <laughs> you know, getting investors, like... Yeah. yeah. It's literally, like, you know, within, like... EA and Ubisoft and like these places you have games that take like thousands of people you have games that take a dozen people Mm -hmm. okay that's what David Diver is so I I think it should be not be in this like we shouldn't vote for it it doesn't qualify it doesn't qualify Um, Kat what's your pick oh Sea of Stars moving on <laughs> Joelle, what's your pick? Um, sea of Stars. Although I am almost done with Cocoon. Cocoon is fabulous. It, Cocoon would have been my pick if Sea of Stars didn't come out, but Sea of Stars is just yeah. that much better. So Sea of Stars is yeah. going to sweep that category, yeah. even though we don't know what else it picks up. Yeah. Um, best debut indie game: Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, Viewfinder. Uh, Joelle, you want to go first? Um, I am going to pick Cocoon. Okay, Catherine. I'm gonna go with Venba, but I feel like Cocoon's gonna win. Okay, Marcel. I'm picking Venba as well. Okay, I'm going with Dredge. I feel Ooh. like that like took over the timeline for a good mm-hmm. three to four weeks, mm-hmm. and I still need to play it. A spooky fishing game? Hell yeah! Okay, best mobile game. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Honkai, Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. Catherine. I'm going to go with Terra Nil because the other ones I don't know about. Okay. Joelle. I'm also going to go with Terra Nil. Um, uh, mostly because I think that game like would do really well on a mobile platform. I don't know how Monster Hunter would do on a mobile platform, so I just... Pick Terranel. I think it's an adaptation. Like it's a mobile first type. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like Pokemon Go, but most Oh. Mm. Okay. I'm still gonna go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm picking uh, Honkai uh, Star Rail. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. I downloaded Hello Kitty Island Adventure, but then never actually started it. Um, it's supposed to be like Animal Crossing, but with Hello Kitty characters, which sounds like a lot of fun on a mobile device. Uh, but I'm actually going to vote for Terranel. I played that one. Really enjoyed it. Lots of fun. Does work very well on mobile. I played it on an iPad. It was actually the first game I ever played from uh, Netflix because it was part of mm-hmm. their batch of games. So that was interesting. All right. Best VR slash AR, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR Mode, and Synapse. Cat, uh, what do you think? I can't play VR for the life of me, so I'm going to go with Horizon Call of the Mountain, just because Horizon right. Zero Dawn slaps. Okay, Marcel. Uh, I'm going to pick Gran Turismo. Right. Oh, I still think gamers are thirsty as fuck and step on me, big mommy. So Resident Evil Village VR mode. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fair. I'm going to do Horizon Call of the Mountain. Best action game. Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. <laughs> Dead Island 2. Ghost Runner 2. Hi-Fi Rush. Remnant 2. Joelle, did you boo then? I, <laughs> I boo Armored Core because it's too hard and I'm not a good gamer. <laughs> so I don't think it should be on there because it's not accessible to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what are you going to vote for? Not Armored not Core? Not Armored Core. Uh, I'm going to vote <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush for best action. Okay. Marcel? Yeah, Hi-Fi Rush gets my vote as well. Cat. Oh, I'm going to go with Armored Core. I think the, the gamers TM are going to win this one. Okay. I'm going with Hi-Fi Rush. Best action slash adventure, Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Marcel? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it Spider-Man. Okay. I think Spider-Man will win this one, yeah. Okay. Cat. I'm also giving it to Spider-Man. Spider-Man all the way. Yeah, I think it's a Spider-Man sweep. I'm yeah. going there too. Best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of PC of Stars and Starfield. This is going to be a hard one because I is think it's fair. <laughs> I think this is a legit could go any direction. This might start a fight at the yeah. award show. <laughs> 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 We're going to be throwing who in this group wants to start this fight, then? Okay. What do you think is the best RPG? I, I think Baldur's Gate's going to win because of the D&D nerds. And okay. the fact that it was, like, so big in the zeitgeist. I I think, like, like, Sea of Stars has a very strong, is a very strong narrative, but it's, like, that kind of nostalgic yeah. old RPG. I think it's for us millennials. It's made by millennials for us millennials. And I think a bit mm. of like younger generation could be like, oh, I want to try this because it's nice. I think a lot more people that didn't know D&D went straight at first into Baldur's Gate 3 when they realized they could date Asterion in the game. So yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Marcel? Yeah, I'm going to pick Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Joelle? I have a, a manager at a different department at work and when I was doing like my meet and greets, um, we talked about gaming a little bit and all he talked about was Baldur's Gate 3. He didn't even know any other games that were releasing after that because that's all <laughs> he was doing. Because he's like, what are you playing? I'm like, oh, Spider-Man 2 and like zero reaction. So I was like, okay, I see. <laughs> so I'm also going to say Baldur's Gate 3 because like it just, I think, took over. Um, yeah, it's almost think? too bad that Sea of Stars came out the same year as Baldur's yeah. Gate yeah. 3 for this category. Because yeah. yeah. it was the next one. Because Starfield's not going to get it. Liza P, I didn't no. even realize it was an RPG. Final Fantasy, of course. But yeah, I think it was it was either going to be one of the two, but Baldur's Gate 3 is just going to come out I of the woodwork so. on that one for sure. Best fighting game. God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, or Street Fighter 6. Joelle, I am going to pick, I don't play too many fighting games, but I just think Mortal Kombat 1 really made a big splash and had really good reviews. And so based on kind of what I heard, I'm going to say Mortal Kombat 1. Okay. Cat. Yeah, it's a toss up between Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. So I'm going to say Mortal Kombat. Marcel. 
Uh, I'm gonna pick Street Fighter Six because that one made like everyone wanted to play the game, mm. um, and we, like with Mortal Kombat, like the story was the like, story is great and um, and uh, like they kind of balanced the game from the beta as well, as well. But I feel like it didn't have that same impact as Street Fighter Six had, where even people who are new to fighting games are like, okay, I want to try this myself as well. And for the other two, I never heard of God of Rock or Pocket Bravery, so I'm sorry. I, to other two. Yeah. I was for like, Nickelodeon like, All Stars Brawl Two, <laughs> I mean, like came, I can imagine what it is, out, but they so came. Okay, it's the same. It's the same game Slim from the first one. in this category. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they swapped out two Ninja Turtles for the other two, and they took out Cat Dog, and I was upset by that. So I'm like, you don't get my vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat One is the one I'm gonna go with too. Best family game, Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic, Superstars, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I wonder who's going to win this game. <laughs> Are we all going Mario Wonder? I am. I think anybody I not am. going Wonder? Okay, there we go. Next yeah. one. Best Sim slash strategy, Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. That is a terrible fucking name, guys. <laughs> terrible. Uh, City Skylines 2, Company of Heroes, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin 4. I think it's going to be City Skylines. Ah, that actually didn't review the greatest. Why is Company of Heroes there? I thought Company of Heroes. It's like a sim slash strategy, so it could be either. I think I'm going to go Pikmin 4. Oh, it's an RTS. Or... Okay, I get it. Yeah. Marcel, how about you? Uh, I'm picking Fire Emblem. Okay, Joelle. I'm going to go with Pikmin 4. Cat, did you make a call? City Skyline. Okay. Best sports slash racing. EA Sports FC 24. F1 23. Forza Motorsport. Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharge. And the Crew Motorfest. Marcel? I forgot, I forgot FC was actually football. I just realized it's FIFA. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was another racing game. I'm like, wait, what's FC? But I realized it's, no, it's, it's football FIFA. club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually gonna pick for uh, this category is weird because sports and racing, like they're two, they are two separate yeah. things. But um, but I will pick Forza Motorsport. That is actually the best racing game I've ever played, um, uh, ever, right, ever. I would say so. I guess my racing game of the year. Okay, cat Forza. I'm gonna go with Forza. Joel, same Z's Forza. Yeah, as much as I want to say F one twenty three, it's not as big of a jump from F one twenty two from what I've been watching my play. Although I love uh, Hot Wheels as an honorable mention is on there though, like that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, honorable mention Hot Wheels, yeah. best multiplayer Baldur's Gate three, Diablo four, Party Animals, Street Fighter six, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Cat Diablo four. Okay, Marcel. Uh, party animals. Oh, Joelle. Um, I went with uh, who's gonna win. I actually think it's a close call between Diablo Four and Super Mario. Um, but I am gonna pick Diablo. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Diablo as well. Best adaptation. So this is taking games outside of games. Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and Twisted Metal. I think Joel. Yeah. Ka- oh, Kat, go. go. Kat. What do you think? It's, it's between Last of Us and Super Mario Brothers, but yeah, I think it's Last those... of Us. Oh, okay. Ooh. I'm thinking it's going to be Mario. That's my vote right there. Uh, I, yeah. think last of, I think it's going to be Last Why of Us. Why do you think it's going to be Last of Us over like a 
like a family in theaters. Because it's gamers voting, and it is like the most accurate video game thing I've ever seen in my entire life with the the game. And they built on it. Mario got a lot of hype because of the franchise. Like, people know Mario. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of people oh. got into The Last of Us that didn't know it was a video game just because it was a, such a fucking good series. Oh, yeah. Like, the so Mario many movie people came and asked me. has no legs without mm. the Nintendo franchise. The but Last of it Us. It is Charles Martinet's last performance. I get that. Yeah. But I don't think and it's people, going and to and be. People are like, oh, I got to vote for him. Yep. So. Personally, <laughs> I voted for The Last of Us, but I do think that Super Mario Bros. is going to win. I think it's going to be The Last of Us. The star power of The Last mm. of Us is. Like and just like it's, yeah, it the star power. It's HBO. Like, I'm, who cares about Chris? But I'm just. Brad? But they had. But they Brad? had Bowser who had played. Like, I know Zach, Zach Black. Black? Yeah. Peaches, the whole I song. Peaches, everyone was singing yeah. that. They're still yeah. singing that now. Uh, I, <laughs> I, never heard any, I never heard anyone it recite was good anything movie. from Last of Us. I was a good movie. I just think Last was good. Most anticipated game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades 2, Like a Dragon Infinite, well, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8, a.k.a. the popularity contest. <laughs> this is not straightforward this no. year. Marcel, what do you think? Uh, Final Fantasy. It's, it's straightforward for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I ooh, I also was torn between Final Fantasy and Hades too, but I'm I'm gonna give it to Hades too. Cat, I'm going with Hades as well. Yeah, I'm gonna toss up between Star Wars Outlaws and Hades too, based on what I think people are excited for. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna go Hades too. All right, uh, we've got one left, and then it hits. The esports stuff, so we won't vote on the esports stuff in the podcast. Um, you guys can put those in as you see fit later, and folks can obviously do that. They're big things, but it's just not something we cover too much of this podcast, so it doesn't really make sense. So the last one is Content Creator of the Year. We've got Iron Mouse, People Make Games, Quacks, uh, Quack Kitty? Am I saying that right? Uh, Spreen, and Scythe for PK. God, I only know one of these people, or and it's not even one; it's a group. Cat, um, who do you who do you think? Uh, people make games. Like they're, Talked they're, about that a lot this year. <laughs> yeah, because of yeah. But I, I I've watched a lot of their documentaries. They're always really good. Yeah, Marcel. Uh, I'm gonna pick Cipher PK. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a big Fortnite player. He even has his own skin in the game as well. So cool. Um, and I think he also like teaches people like how to play the game as well. So I'll pick him. Nice. Joelle? Um, I was going to piggyback what whatever Marcel picked, so I'm going to go with Cypher PK, too. Because I only know people make games, and I I think yeah. I think that uh, I was just thinking that he, he's going to know more than I would. I just, I only know him. I never heard of people make games, sad to say. I have to check them out. All right, folks. Well... As I mentioned, this is not just a game for us. You can play along, too. Go to girlsongames.ca website. Go to the podcast episode about this. It's going to be included in the show notes, along with the episode uh, descriptions and all that kind of stuff. We'll share it on social and all that jazz. So, uh, you know, partake in this. Uh, Enjoy and see if if you get the glory of saying you know the most about how people bet on (laughs) video game award shows. (laughs) 
I mean, the esports category, I just picked the funniest name and I just like, <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to win. Yeah, and you know, the, like Zonic the, and in yeah. the, uh, in the uh, coach, I picked the, the one woman. Yes, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye. But yes, uh, contribute, have fun, play with us. Uh, this will be fun. Of course, once the game awards are over, uh, I'll come back and tally up the votes and uh, see who's the smarty pants in guessing what video games people like to vote for <laughs> um and with that it concludes our show this week as always check out those show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all that we've talked about in this episode including that and learn more about marcel all his uh social media links will be in there um if you have the power to rate and review the podcast where you're listening to us that'd be much appreciated if you could do so why it helps with discovery pushes us up in the rankings and uh, we use the comments to help us build our show uh, I want to thank everybody for being on the panel this week. And of course, Marcel, for coming to hang out with us. This has been a blast. I'm so happy that you were able to come hang out with us. And uh, we have to do it again sometime, Marcel. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. This was uh, truly an honor to hang out with, with you, uh, lovely lady. So thank you. <laughs> and uh, where can people follow you online? Uh, you can follow me everywhere on MD14 uh, on all social media. Um, pretty much everywhere. It's my name. So Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Catherine, where can people find you? I am C-S-D-S-B-I-N-S-C-S-D-B-A on Twitter, Instagram, uh, but I mostly hang out in the Girls on Games Discord. And if you want to see the tattoo artist that did my latest piece, that is Salem Tattoo in Montreal. Awesome. Joelle. People can find me on Instagram at JoelleLauren87 and then on Twitter at Gamer underscore Comfy, but... All day, every day, chatting up with the girls on Games Discord. Uh, come check us out and say hello. And I'm Leah Jew, our most social media platforms. But of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You could track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games. No thought in there on Instagram and threads. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely convo and more. But of course, if you ever want to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Marcel. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in video games. And I'm off to get it set up a new gaming piece. Yes. Exciting! Yes. I'm stoked. Can't wait right. to hear back your Minesweeper oh, yeah. experience. That's exactly. You know, just for shits, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. I hope so. Just put it on the big screen. You're like, look at this yeah. six by, 64 by 64 square. Look at this. Yeah, beauty. All right, folks. See you next week. Bye. Bye.